Welcome, I'm Mark Berkler, and we're talking about living words from the Gospel of John. I hope that uh, perhaps you took a little time off, a few days off, and went through the nine-part series on heresy and heretic. After I went through it, I decided to throw the word heresy and heretic out of my vocabulary completely, since they're not in any of the Bibles that I trust the most. <laughs> so it was a, a major transformation in my life. And also the 40-minute um, section where I showed you how I used uh, eSword to discover that. Very informative, very helpful. It'll help teach you how you can use eSword to discover similar things. So now we're to chapter seven, and this is the, the last chapter, which is part of his year of popularity. And then we're at chapter eight, we're gonna be moving into the year of opposition. So let's just share the screen and uh, take a look at chapter seven. Jesus at the Feast of Booths. Chapter seven, verse one. After these things, Jesus was walking in Galilee for he was unwilling to walk in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Again, I'm just kind of amazed at how often <clears throat> he avoided dangerous situations that could have precipitated an early death for him or imprisonment, it kind of lets me know that it's wise for me to do that. And, and I know over this last year, a couple of years, as we went through COVID and vaccinations, there were quite a few strong things I felt needed to be said, which I felt were very true. But if you said things that differed from the government party line, you were thrown off, <laughs> off from any social media sites. So the Lord had me use caution and not use the words that were trigger words like vaccination or COVID. Just kind of avoid those words, find other ways to say the same thing without the trigger words that I knew would cause me to be thrown off from social media. So it's nice to see that Jesus did that. It's nice to know that we can do that. It's also nice to know that we can ask for the Holy Spirit to guide us so that we don't get killed for the wrong reason or prematurely. And he can do that and he will do that. And he did do that for me over the last two years, which I greatly appreciate. All right, verse two. Now the feast of the Jews, the feast of, of booze was near. Therefore his brothers said to him, leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples may also see your works, which you are doing. For no one does anything in secret when he himself seeks to be known publicly if you do these things, show yourself to the world, for not even his brothers were believing in him. So that was sarcasm. <laughs> and Jesus said to them, well, my, my time is not yet here, but your time is always opportune. Because you don't, you don't operate in sense of divine timing. You don't operate out of the voice of God. You just do whatever, whenever. But um, my time is not yet. So I, I have a sense of timing in my spirit. And I'm not, and I've not been told to go there now. Of course, he did go down a few a few days later. One of the things that's interesting to me is that it's maybe really hard to minister to your brothers and sisters, your family members, and to and or to your parents. Um, I have found that I am not the right person to try to minister to my family um, or to my parents. Um, and so it's kind of encouraging to see that the same was true here with Jesus. Verse 7, the world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its deeds are evil. 
okay, it's okay to call a deed evil and not mess around the bush. And it's okay to be hated by the people who have been called evil and don't want to repent. Go up to the feast yourselves. I do not go up to this feast because my time is not yet fully come. Having said these things to them, he stayed in Galilee. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he himself also went up, not publicly, but as if in secret. The Jews were seeking him at the feast and were saying, where is he? Uh, there was much grumbling among the crowds, crowds concerning him. Some were saying he's a good man. Others were saying no. On the contrary, he leads people astray. Yet no one was speaking openly for fear of the Jews. But when it was now in the midst of the feast, Jesus went into the temple and began to teach. The Jews were astonished, saying, how has this man become learned, having never been educated? <laughs> and the answer is because he was taught by the Spirit. So Jesus answered them and said, my teaching is not mine, but it's him who sent me. If anyone is willing to do his will, in other words, obey God, he will know the teaching, whether it's of God or whether I speak for myself. He who speaks from himself speaks, seeks his own glory. He who is seeking the glory of the one who sent him, he is true. And there is no unrighteousness in him. Did not Moses give you the law? And yet none of you carries out the law. Why do you seek to kill me? <laughs> the crowd answered, you have a demon who seeks to kill you. Jesus answered them, I did one deed and you all marveled. For this reason, Moses has given you circumcision, not because it was from Moses, but from the fathers. And on the Sabbath, you circumcise a man. On the Sabbath, you circumcise a man. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses will not be broken, are you angry with me because I made a man well, an entire man well on the Sabbath? Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Wow. Okay, a lot of things we could journal about. I do have three or four different questions here that I've asked the Lord. So let's go back down to the bottom right corner. My journaling from John chapter 7, verse 1 to 24. Lord, I enter your gates with thanksgiving in my heart, and I enter your courts with praise. Jesus, can you remind me of a time when I lived by religious laws and man's theology and attacked those living by the Spirit's revelation? <laughs> sure, Mark. When you believed that the age of miracles and speaking in tongues was past, you were taught this by re religious authorities. You believed it. You had no personal revelation from me at all concerning it, and you scorned and attacked those who did walk in revelation knowledge. This is no longer, this no longer happens in your life as you've chosen to not use your mind yourself, but to ask me to guide it with the flow of my spirit. And you are meek and willing to change and to grow and to have your eyes fixed on living as I lived and being filled with anointing and power. Each of these purifies your heart and your mind and your actions. Continue on into the fullness of my light. Next question. So the world hated you because you testified to the world that its deeds were evil. Am I to do that also? Mark, there's a time to call a spade a spade. If the 
Righteous do not confront evil, who will? If no one confronts evil, evil will take over the world. Confronting evil with truth is part of what all believers are called to do. And yes, unrepentant sinners will not be happy with you in this situation. However, stand strong in the Lord, for he is a righteous king and he will stand with you. Listen to his instructions so that you can be protected and hide as necessary. Follow the legion of the Lord so he can direct your path. Third question. Jesus, you said judge with judge it with righteous judgment. What do I need to know about this? Mark, only by revelation of the spirit will you be able to make wise and righteous judgments. Man's mind can't fathom the ways or the depths of God. So always listen before a judgment is formed. So the judgment will be just. Behold, I have spoken. Behold, it is to be done. All right, so let's just go back and just review those three questions. And just in case you want to use any of these three with your own journaling. Lord, remind me of a time when I lived in religious law and man's theology and I attacked people who live by the spirit. Another question. Is it okay to confront evil? When you see when evil is pre present and uh, to say this is wicked, this is wrong, realizing that if the person will not repent, they are going to hate you. And that's acceptable. That's with Jesus's pattern, his life. And he we imitate Christ, the Bible says. So, yeah, we like to be loving. We like to be kind. We like to be loved by everyone. But if I'm going to stand up for truth and righteousness, I will not be loved by everyone. Jesus, you said, judge with righteous judgment. Uh, what do I need, need to know about this? So those would be some possible questions you could ask the Lord. Now, another question that popped into my mind related to this question too. So the world hated you because you testified to the world that its deeds were evil. Am I to do that? Since we, you might want to ask the Lord, Lord, what makes me hesitant or unwilling to stand up for truth? And to declare the truth, what do I fear that keeps me from speaking truth to the world? And Lord, how would you have me address that fear and remove that fear? Those would all be good questions also. All right, so those are three, four, five questions <laughs> that you could ask the Lord. And any question is fine. Just recommend that you spend some time asking them. A couple, two or three questions so he can speak directly to you concerning these scriptures. All right, God bless. This is Mark Berkler signing off.